Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Where to Go When podcast from DK. I'm James Atkinson, online brand manager at DK, and I'm joined by Lucy Richards, project editor. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lucy. Uh, we've been launching this mini podcast series to celebrate the launch of Where to Go When, your all new stunning guide to the most amazing places in the world and the best time of year to visit them. Uh, and today we are looking at autumn. That we are, yes. Uh, what are we looking at for autumn, Lucy? So we're looking at um, alternative autumn finery. Oh, so full foliage? Well, I think let's move <laughs> away from full foliage. Let's move away from those visions of rusty colours in New England. Is full elsewhere. foliage done? Is it? I, I, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I think, I think, yeah, it's one of those things that I, I've never seen it and therefore yeah. I want to. Um but you hear so much about it. I yeah. kind of feel like I already know those regions of New England that I kind of have seen it before. Definitely. Not in real life. Um, but w- the, the kind of idea here is to try and look at some completely different Completely. So still being outside, surrounded by nature, but sort of not those traditional kind of rusty colours. And not particularly in North America as No, well. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got some great other alternative options. So first up, we are looking at Kauai. Yes, Kauai. So um, this is a Hawaiian island mm-hmm. and it's all about the sea and lush green uh, nature inland. And it's just a real sort of tropical paradise. James, I think you'd like it. Really? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think this is I think this is the place for you. Um, okay. So it's nicknamed the Garden Island um, and it's just sort of really dense forests and lots, lots of colours. Um, Lots of birds and nature and wildlife. Completely. So sort of echoing with kind of, yeah, lots of bird calls and crashing, rolling waves. Um, It was once a volcano rising from the sea and there are beaches and jungles. And actually, this is where sort of the likes of King Kong and Jurassic Park were filmed. Oh, cool. um, A really wonderful alternative to Vermont and the like. And also possibly like an alternative to kind of like Costa Rica and those kind of rainforest-y kind of destinations. You're absolutely right. Yes, exactly. And I mean, what better way maybe to then take to a kayak and paddle your way Mm. around and see the... I'm up for that. Yeah? Yeah, (laughs) Am I selling it to you? (laughs) Um, And as you guys... Basically anywhere other than London. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Sounds quite nice to me. Completely. I've got a cold as well, so Um, anywhere uh, abroad. (laughs) Um, So you can just like glide around the water and yeah, you'll just be sort of confronted with this really sort of breathtaking spectacle. Oh, cool. And um, in the autumn, are there any kind of uh, festivals or anything to look out for? Yeah, exactly. There are. So you've got the marathon and you've also, there's a cultural festival which celebrates... um, Hawaiian culture. So if you want more than just uh, alternative foliage, then there are those for you. And how would you uh, get there? What's so the, there are flights from the US and they arrive into the main city, which I think is pronounced <laughs> Lihue, but I'm sure I've probably got that Lihue? wrong. Lihue? Yeah, yeah, Who knows? Um, Sorry and... to any Hawaiian <laughs> listeners we might have. Um... I'm deeply offended. Um, and then you can just hire a car from there. Fantastic. Cool. 
Next on our autumn hit list, uh, we are grabbing a glass of red. Yes. And we are heading to Burgundy. Yes. So yeah. this is um, the perfect time to see Burgundy because it's all about the harvest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is when we get to gorge on delicious foods and drinks. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> so it's just brimming with good food and wine at this time of year. Um, so the mushrooms are being gathered um, and the grape harvest is being celebrated. And a really wonderful way to experience Burgundy is to um, get a canal boat and go on the Canal de Bourgogne. But Bourgogne. Okay, this is embarrassing. This is how <laughs> dreadful I am at French. Thank you, James. I um, mean, if I'm wrong... I... <laughs> My mum is a French teacher. I, I apologise to her deeply. <laughs> um, and you can just step off and go to like some tasting rooms and there are picturesque villages and just lots of sort of really wonderful picnic spots. Um, or if you preferred, you could cycle or stroll sort of through these just gorgeous golden forests and um, ruddy vineyards. And I guess like at this time of year, it's a bit, the temperatures are a bit like England. It's, yeah. It's, 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 Chilly, but it's not horrible. It's no, not it's like freezing. Crisp. Yes, yeah, exactly. Crisp. It's sort of crisp and but sort of like surprisingly warm in the sunshine. And you can just gorge on great food and drink. Fantastic. And how do you get there? What's the closest airport? Um, so Dijon Airport. Dijon, obviously known for um, mustard. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's about six kilometres from the city. Um, and then the you can get a canal tour from there or from Paris, actually. Okay, so now I believe we are heading to Turkey, but with a sort of distinctly kind of ancient Greek feel. Correct, yes. And back on the boat as well. Back on a boat, that's it. So we're going to the Lycian coast um, and we're going to join a lovely, peaceful cruise and we're just going to sort of um, trim around the edge, around rugged cliffs and shingle bays Mm -hmm. um, along sort of, yes, Turkey's just absolutely stunning Lycian coast. Cool. So this is southwest Tur- Turkey, and it's home to more ancient ruins than any other region in the world. Yes, yeah, so um, conquerors and traders and travellers have sort of long beaten along the same paths around here and uh, sort of hugged the same coastline. Um, and it's just really stunning. And sort of what a better way to see it than on a traditional Turkish sailing boat, which is called a gule? A gule. Um, I, a gullet? I have no idea what pronunciation <laughs> this time. Um, my Turkish um, is non-existent, but you can rather just, than not, not even up to scratch. <laughs> you um, can just take one of these um, just stunning wooden boats um, and have just like really fresh fish cooked on board and maybe sort of uh, dive off and take a swim because the waters are also incredibly warm at this time of year. Okay, so it hasn't got too cold no, just yet. No, so you can just sort of spend your days eating and sailing and swimming and maybe just stopping off in a one of the ancient sites like Myra or Pinara to kind of explore. And how would I get there? So there are a number of international airports. There's Antalya, Bodrum, Dalaman, Izmir. And um, yeah, then you can sort of join a cruise from there. Fantastic. Right, so now final autumn binary, yes. we're calling it, um, yes. destination is Madeira. So located a thousand kilometers off the um, sort of coast of Portugal. Correct. And uh, the home of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. And his unlucky statues. <laughs> I think the new one still doesn't look quite, <laughs> quite 
quite that good. Um, but you've got an interesting fact about this. I really. do, I do. So um, in 1419, Portuguese explorers um, set off the coast of Africa and they recorded as being terrified that around here they were going to find lots of monsters. Okay. But instead, they obviously found paradise. And Madeira is just like this secret garden. I just love the idea of all these explorers being terrified of what they're going to find. And then <laughs> up pops Madeira. And they were like, oh, wonderful. Let's have a holiday here. Up pops this, uh, <laughs> this very gentle, very kind of like, uh, you know, I think it's quite mountainous, isn't it? It's very it? mountainous. It's, very rugged, it's like a real a sort of Atlantis. You can do like a lot of sort of adventure sports as well and things are like that around here. So. Yeah, because I think it's got quite a changing reputation, hasn't yeah. it? So I think it was uh, certainly in Portugal, it was traditionally like the kind of place where people went to retire and yes. so on. And I think it's now much more kind of adventurous. Yeah. Big, big location for like photographers and as well. And walking as well. Big walking mm. destination too. Okay. And then in a second, we're going to get um, our friend Ben. Yes. Uh, who's one of our designers here yeah. at DK Witness, who worked on Where to Go When, uh, to come in and talk to us about his recent trip to Madeira, yeah. uh, as well as a bit about design too. Um, but before we do so, um, how do you get that, Lucy? Um, so Madeira International Airport, it's about 30 minutes from the capital of Funkel. Am I saying that right, Funkel? Funchal, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a running theme in this episode. so embarrassing myself. Lucy's my just permanently blaming it on her cold as well, and I don't believe it. I think this, is a, this has happened before. Um, but let's get Ben in. Okay, so now we're here with Ben, my friend Ben, who also designed Where to Go When. Hello, Ben. Hi. Hi, Ben. And you're going to talk about Madeira? Yeah, purely because I've been there. Um, and So, Ben, yeah. um, why is Madeira so special in autumn? Uh, well, in autumn, it's particularly special because, uh, first of all, the, the way it looks, the countryside and stuff, Madeira is very much a, um, as close as you'll get to, like, an untouched island, really, in Europe. Mm. So there's lots of greenery, which isn't so green in autumn. It's more orange, to be fair. Um, and then, obviously, the weather's still nice because it's Portugal. Essentially, it's quite south. And there's not many people there. The crowds have died down for yeah. school holidays and stuff. Nice. You say it's kind of Portugal, but it's actually like further south yeah, and like quite, say, quite, when, quite when far. When I went there originally, really. I was telling everyone, I was like, oh, Madeira, Portugal. And then you look at it on the map, it's like basically Africa, essentially. It's, it's yeah. so far down. I think it's further south than Morocco. And what do you recommend for people to do there? Um, there's plenty of stuff to do there. When I went there, I went more um, sort of adventure holiday style uh, ac uh, activities as such. So we did things like snorkeling, paragliding. There's lots of hiking routes you can do. Yeah. Um, did a bit of paddleboarding, whale watching. Wow, okay. Sort of so there's quite a lot to do. Yeah. So really active funny. holiday, so you didn't chill out at all? No, well, to, to be fair, I don't really go on chill out holidays. I'm, <laughs> no. not, I'm quite a restless person. Yeah. Um, I can sympathize with that. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was good. Good place to go, actually. Um, so then obviously, Ben, you and I, uh, edited and designed where to go when yeah. how tell us about how did you find designing where to go when um i have in my notes written down that it was a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> <laughs> um, i have to say it was it was really good to, to work on it as it's very different to the usual travel guides that we work on um but it was such intense pressure because of the time frame yeah i think At the, the idea of creating this book seems or any book seems great when you've got the luxury of time on your hands yeah. and then so, suddenly when you're given a really tight deadline it's so how long did it take you guys to make this from sort of beginning from it, yeah. being told you're doing it to i think it was three months yeah oh, wow. it was a it was a really short like from being told like the the sort of 
a feeler went out of like, oh, we might be doing this sort of yes. style book and stuff. And everyone was like, that sounds great, brilliant. And it was like, next week we're starting that book. Yeah. That needs to be done. And then when the teams were put together for his work on it, um, it sort of wasn't taken into account when people went away as I was away for three weeks in the middle of designing, which yes. probably didn't help anyone. <laughs> Did you go to India? Yeah, I went to India all the yeah. time. And it was, so there were four of us, editor, designer, that's me and Ben, and then two seniors. And we, we all have very different kind of interests when it comes to travel, and we do very different things when we do travel. And I think that was also really great. I think that kind of translates in the book too. Mm -hmm. So I think we all balanced each other out and um, hopefully kind of offered something for everyone as well. And as a kind of designer approaching the book, like what, especially given this isn't like something you'd normally do, what was the first thing that you kind of looked at? Was it kind of like making a concept, doing a look and feel? So when we had to put together like um, a sales pitch, and actually now if you take the original that we put together like two months and they pitched the idea of the book compared to the actual final product that are nothing like each other. Mm -hmm. um, so it was working out a case of how you sort of start with the nice layouts and how you sort of ideal situation it could look and then you have to take into account the way the book's going to be structured with all the places, months, days, times, that sort of thing. Yeah. How it's going to be split up. Um, I think we had like a good three hour meeting going through the whole book, That's working right. out how many pages each place is going to get. Yeah. That's right, because this was, um, you know, there's been two Where to Go Wins before, yeah. but this is a complete comeback. It's a complete change, it's isn't it? Completely. And, it, and it's also a constant kind of negotiation between editorial and design. So we sort of would say, well, we think editorially this, and then design would say, well, we think design was <laughs> this. This and is a really cool place. And who go, wins? Who, who's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, I don't I know. It's a fairly even fight. To yeah, I think so. And also, I think what's important to say is obviously it's Where to Go When. So when, you know, picture research was happening and they were kind of combing for the best images importantly it had to show that place at that time mm -hmm. of year so that's sort of like that was another layer of complication where, where Ben or, or um, Harriet or Laura would find gorgeous images but it was the wrong time of mm -hmm. the year yeah. You find a lovely picture of New York in the height of summer when we're actually recommending to go at a different time of year. Yeah exactly. It so it's one of those things that you know if you had unlimited time yes. you could have well, I mean, you, you did create a beautiful book, so <laughs> <That's> <laughs> jokes, very you. well done. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, it, did, it came with some some challenges. But I think we were both really excited when it arrived. We felt like proud parents. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so you kind of like generally work on all of our travel guides, right, Ben? Yeah. So it's sort of the design team is roughly split in half, mm -hmm. generally just to, to sort of so that the same designers generally work with the same sort of editors. Yeah. Um, but then we are spread all the way across all of the eyewitness travel guides. And how did you sort of get into uh, designing at DK? What did you do beforehand? Uh, well, the before I was completely different. I, it was my first publishing job, which is probably terrifying at the, at the start. Um, so I used to work for like a tech startup that sold merchandise for licenses. Oh, completely so, different. Yeah, completely yeah. different. It's quite similar to what licensing do yeah. here, but it wasn't nothing to do with travel or publishing. And um, then sort of moved into design from there. Yeah, so it was when they, these positions were coming up and stuff. It just DK's a, obviously a very prestigious publisher, and the chance to work for these guys making their books and the idea that they were completely revamping it always appeals to a designer. The idea that you can sort of like rip up what was done before and design yeah. completely different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, the whole kind of range has been redesigned over the last couple of years as well. That's like, right. Total new look and feel, total new design, total yeah, and new... a lot of new content as well. We've commissioned a lot of new content too. So they've sort of like had a, a really wonderful facelift, ultimately. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they look really, really fantastic. Thank but. you. So Ben, just quickly, yeah. I want to ask you, because you are quite... I think you're quite intrepid, and um, 
I think also you're a very talented photographer. So, you know, you went to, did you go to Iceland? Yeah, so I've been to Iceland a couple of times. And you didn't you try to like photograph the Northern Lights? And... I didn't try, I actually successfully... I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um, do, you, yeah, do you have any sort of like tips for kind of, you know, budding photographers? Um, I re remember when I first got my camera and I was going to be like, yeah, I'll be... I'll take photography, uh, photos more than just like a, on your iPhone or mm -hmm. uh, like a digital camera. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely terrified to take my camera anywhere for fear of dropping it or damaging it because it's probably the most expensive thing I'd have brought to date. Yeah. Um, but the first time you drop it after that, you're fine. You sort of, you're more free where you take it. I just say take it everywhere. I, most of the time I have it in my bag and I, don't, I wouldn't say I take pictures of everything. Otherwise yeah. you sort of live your holiday through the lens of a camera, which isn't yes. ideal. Um, you want to actually experience it. And is the Northern Lights your kind of best holiday photography experience? Um, I'd say it was the hardest. I sort of went there naively thinking it'd be really easy to take mm. a picture of the sky at night, but you've actually got to stand out there in the freezing temperatures. Yeah. And the, the, it's not like they're there all year, uh, all day, or all night long, sorry. So you've um, just got to wait and... Yeah, so out and when I went there, we were in a, um, in a cabin, uh, like I say, Airbnb cabin, and we set alarms like every half an hour to wake up and look outside to see if they were there. Uh, so it was like the worst night's sleep you've ever had on a holiday. It was like how, the, how long did it take until they appeared? Um, most of the time they appeared between like sort of one and three in the morning. Mm. For that particular time when we were there, we went in um, December. So it, was, it wasn't like ideal Northern Lights spotting time, but you had like these solar flare apps and stuff that were quite helpful. I see, you got there in the end. Yeah, I, got quite, I think I probably took about 2,000 photos and I've probably got about four that are actually any good. Oh, really? <laughs> seems to be my mantra with photography. Just take loads and eventually you get one that's quite nice. Yeah. It's quite a good mantra. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ben. No yeah. problem. Thanks, thanks very much, Ben. Thanks for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by DK Eyewitness. For more information about our books, visit us at dk.com forward slash eyewitness or follow us on social media at DK Eyewitness. The book Where to Go When is available in all good book retailers now. 